0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Refinery Life Church, and welcome to another Thursday evening teaching. I'm so glad that you're here joining us. Now, Thursday nights are a little bit shorter than than normal, but they're still in-depth teaching, so I'm I'm so glad you're here. And if you're looking for a new church family on the Gold Coast, which I know many people are, don't just watch online, but come and join us on a Sunday. We meet at 9.30, and then again at 3 p.m. at 23 T.E. Peters Drive at Broadbeach, and we're a church. We preach the word of God, we're an apostolic church and we'd love to see you there. Join me in the Lord's prayer before we go any further. When the disciples said to Jesus, teach us how to pray, Lord, this is his response. He said, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Just think of how life-changing it could be if we actually declared that over ourselves morning and night. It covers everything we need and it's promises that God is going to supply and he's going to protect us. Now this week we're starting a new series, or we're continuing our series, titled Warnings from the Past. And based, it's based on the incidents in the lives of men who lived in the very dawn of redemptive history. And these biographical messages speak to the needs of today. You know, the needs that were around in, in Old Testament times at the start of creation are still the same needs we have. And today we're talking about a first worship service. Now, this is based on questions that I get asked regularly. And the text we're concentrating on is Genesis 4 4. Yes, we're preaching from the Old Testament and right at the beginning of it. It says, Abel also bought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. And the scriptures were working through are Genesis 4 1 through to 6. It talks about when Cain murders Abel. Now Abel and Eve, sorry, Adam and Eve, his wife. Let me start that again. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, and this time his brother Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought her the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? Now I've had people say to me, well, maybe the the grain offering and the the fruit offering wasn't as good. that's, That's not the case here. First fruits is first fruits. Let's pray for our offering before we go any further given we're speaking of first fruits. We don't do offering messages at the refinery, but we pray for our offering every single time. So if you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, the details will be on the bottom of the screen. Father, as long as we live, help us to seek you daily and walk in a believing and affectionate fellowship with you continually. We pray that when our Lord comes, we will not be found hiding our talents nor serving the flesh nor asleep with our lamps not ready. May we be waiting and longing, but at the same time working, Lord, busy about the daily tasks that are so necessary for the building of a well-rounded kingdom life. A part of our daily duties is the bringing of our gifts to the storehouse. Yet giving is more than an obligation. We give what we love, Lord, and we count it as a privilege to invest part of ourselves in the world of your kingdom. Use our gifts to your glory, Lord, and use our lives likewise to bring honour to your name. It's in Jesus' name that we pray this evening. Amen. Amen. Yeah, there was a young couple that was excited once as they prepared for worship on a particular Sunday. For four years, their young son had been in kindergarten um, or, or children's church. You know, a lot of churches have essentially a child care. They're not teaching them anything while they'd been in the church service and the young child had never been in church with his parents which is something that we we don't encourage at the refinery we want children to be in the church and the time had arrived for the son to have his first experience with corporate worship and naturally he was inquisitive about almost every element of the service and he embarked on this adventure of learning how to worship which we all need to do we all need to learn how to worship and Genesis is a book of beginnings The fourth chapter has a record of man's first experience in worship. Abel knew how to worship. The acceptability of Abel's offering revolved around his attitude. Abel chose the firstlings, which means the best. And believers in today's world need to really learn how to worship. We really need to learn how to worship. We need to give our our God our best. So today let's have a look at the attitudes that make up worship and make it acceptable. first one is a profound reverence for God. There's been a reverent fear of God that's been removed from the churches over the last couple of generations. But Abel acknowledged the transcendence of God. Though primitive in his concept of God, Abel recognized the greatness of God. He knew about God's omnipotent power. He had great respect for God. Some of us need to get that. By giving an offering, Abel acknowledged that the Lord deserved his admiration. He wasn't just giving him the leftovers. Worship can be enhanced by a profound reverence for the Lord. We're running our worship team and some of our leaders at the moment through a worship training course isn't even the right word for it. It's a study and it's got nothing to do with the music. The distinct feature of worship in a human is an awe of the presence of God. Check through the Bible and you'll discover the worship begins with reverence. Isaiah 6, 3 and 4 says, And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. Second thing this evening is a confession of sin. Abel acknowledged his frailty. Abel faced the fact that he was a frail creature of dust, subject to the fallibilities and the rebellions of life. Abel knew who he was. Having this self-concept moved Abel to tell God the truth about himself. Are you telling God the truth about yourself? That's a challenge for you this evening. His offering to God could have been a confession that he belonged to a foreign race. Abel was familiar with sin because of his parents' past. Sin was not a doctrine to him. i say that again because sin is a doctrine to us. To Abel, sin was not a doctrine. It was a real experience. Worship involves a confession of sin. And since sin is a problem, proper worship includes The confession of sin. This means that we acknowledge our humanity. We acknowledge our frailty. And confessing our human needs inevitably leads to the acknowledgement and the confession of sins. Check through the Bible and discover that after a person's profound vision of God, there's generally a painful view of self. Have a look. Isaiah 6.5 says, So I said... Woe to me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Our third thing this evening is a personal commitment to God. Abel's worship led to action. Abel's worship didn't involve just the use of words. It involved action. Worshippers are workers. But workers aren't necessarily worshippers. He brought a choice animal from his flock. Abel was not content merely to adore God and, and look within himself. He gave his best to God. Are you doing that? Are you giving your best to God? Abel's commitment cost him his life, but he continued to influence the lives of people. Hebrews 11.4 talks about the faith at the dawn of history. It says, By faith, Abel offered God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead still speaks. Worship involved a personal commitment, and it still does today. Worship falls short if it involves only emotional adoration of God and and sorrow for sin. I pity the younger generation who are in a lot of our churches at the moment and believe they're worshipping God, but they're actually worshipping a worship team. They're jumping up and down. There's no reverent fear there. Abel's blood still cries out to them today. Authentic worship leads us to give of our possessions. It leads us to give our best in personal dedication before a watching world. You know, the world is watching you. If you're a born-again believer, the world is watching you. They're judging you. As we finish up this evening, I've got some questions for you. I want you to dwell on this for the week. Have you evaluated your worship lately? Abel caught a glimpse of the great God and the inadequacy of himself. He gave his best in worship, demonstrating his personal commitment to God. Worship is not about the music. I'm sorry, people, but worship is not about the music. It's about personal dedication to the Lord. Again, I ask you, have you evaluated your worship lately? And I want to encourage you, as I do every week, to be diligent with your Bible study time because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for him. And he can make you whole, spirit, soul, and body, if you will allow him to. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself. You need to make the decision. And you're important to God. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be listening or watching this right now. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal His promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. We believe this year, 2022, is a year of repentance and blessings. We want to see people repenting because we know that blessings will flow. So let me encourage you. It's time to start praying. It's time to start repenting. It's time to start getting closer to the Lord. And until next time, stay in the blessing.